You may have heard this one in the news. Just when you thought you knew everything about dinosaurs and your favorite dinosaur was that scary beast with the big jaws and teeth, well, maybe you have to revisit some of those notions because a new study says Tyrannosaurus rex, the favorite of many of ours, while T-Rex may have had big, scaly lips. That's right, more like a lizard than that scary beast that we, you know, fondly remember from childhood books. It's time to rethink it, possibly. Well, let's bring in Derek Larson. He's a paleontology collections manager at the Royal BC Museum. Derek, thanks for uh, joining us. Thank you for having me. Still a scary beast or just kind of a uh, sexy animal with nice lips? <laughs> well, the uh, the lips we are predicting aren't very large. Um, I would say that uh, T-Rex is definitely still a scary animal, but perhaps a little bit more personable now that it has more of a face. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I look at so many pictures, and I think when you say dinosaur to anybody, mm-hmm. the first dinosaur they think of, the average person, maybe not a paleontologist, but the average person, it's T-Rex, right? And yep. the reason for that and the reason why T-Rex is so popular with, like, uh, young kids is that big, ferocious jaw with the teeth. Is that yeah. still the case? Did it still have a big jaw with teeth and just lips that kind of covered it up? Or what are we finding? What does this study find? So what we were interested in is... Um, trying to figure out whether or not um, they likely had lips or not. And so the closest living relatives of dinosaurs are crocodiles. And crocodiles, you may know, uh, don't have lips. They close their mouth and you can still see a number of their teeth sticking out. Uh, and we wanted to see if dinosaurs likely matched that pattern or looked a little bit more like a lizard in that they have uh, a thin sort of flap of skin or outside. They're not muscular lips. And we determined that based on the wear patterns of the teeth and a number of other features, including the size and, uh, and the structure of the enamel, the hard coating on the outside, that they more closely resemble lizards. How do you figure that out? What's the, uh, what did you look at to, to come up with that? So one of the notable things about enamel is it's very hard. It's the hardest substance that the natural body can make. And uh, that also means that it can be very brittle. However, if you hydrate enamel, if you add water to it, uh, it can be very resilient to breaking. It becomes a little bit more flexible. And so in, in crocodiles, they live in the water, so they don't hydrate their enamel the same way that we do or that lizards do. And uh, they're, they're getting all the water they need from the surrounding environment. But their teeth still wear very specifically. They break very easily. We don't find those same patterns in dinosaurs. They do wear, but very, very slowly. And most dinosaur teeth are very well preserved, and they don't break nearly as often as crocodile teeth do. So when you compare the notion of Tyrannosaurus rex of old, our old uh you know, whatever was in the back of our mind. With this new idea, how different would the appearance be? 
it would be very similar, except that when the mouth was closed, you wouldn't be able to see the teeth. I think it would be, you know, a much more uh, uh, open and inviting face. Like I said, still a, a scary predator. It would be, uh, you know, like our, our very large predators today, like uh, bears or wolves and, and things. They can, they're still very scary, even though you don't always see their teeth. Does this, beyond the cosmetics, lead to anything else that's a better understanding of T-Rex? Yeah, so knowing more about these specific animals that lived millions of years ago really help us to get a better picture of what was going on. And the more accurate we can be, the better. So knowing that tyrannosaurs and other predatory dinosaurs likely had lips uh, can inform how they're using their jaws, how they're eating, what they're eating, and all of these sorts of things. So there's compounding effects from just getting more and more information accurate. Now, T-Rex has played out in popular culture a lot, so there are going to be these, and you point out it's not a big change, but it's a difference between what we now know in this study and what we thought. Uh, some of the movies that we had T-Rex in in the past uh, may be a little bit different going forward when they do movies about dinosaurs. But what about museums around the world? Is this a big enough change that museums will have to re-examine some of their exhibits? Well, we hope so. And I think the evidence is very strong to support our case. Um, not everybody in the scientific world is going to agree with us. That's the nature of science. And, you know, uh, new information might come along or there might be differences of opinion. But we do think that this evidence is is going to catch on. And we hope that people will start reconstructing their dinosaurs, you know, making new drawings and repre- representations of what they look like with lips. And so um, that the, the public and also the museum-going folk will, uh, will be, get more used to that idea. I think it makes us chuckle when we talk about lips and T-Rex, but we must have uh, found out some things about other dinosaurs of late. Any other revelations? Uh, well, I mean, this isn't directly tied into the study, but another sort of shift in how we've thought about dinosaurs over the last 20 years is the fact that, that many dinosaurs likely had feathers, the, fe- the dinosaurs that were most closely related to birds. And so that's been a big shift, is this shift from sort of like big scaly monsters to uh, animals with more feathers. We think that T-Rex still had feathers, but certainly there were... An, or sort did not have feathers, but there were certainly other predatory dinosaurs that did, in, in fact, even some close relatives of T-Rex. So, um, you know, the dinosaurs that we think about now have changed over the decades as we've understood more about them and will probably continue to change as we get more information. For years and years and years, dinosaurs were big in a certain age category for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's like uh, kindergarten maybe up until grade one or two, maybe other side of that. What do you find? Uh, Who's got the big interest when it comes to dinosaurs? Oh, definitely kids. Uh, They're a fantastic uh, fount of knowledge. Uh, They're they're learning all the new dinosaur names, and, and, you know, we're still finding new dinosaur species around as well. So there's usually... at least dozens, if not hundreds of new dinosaurs that get named every year because people are going out into new places and finding new fossil bones or or really collecting heavily in areas that we've known about before but haven't known everything about before. So we're always filling in gaps in the fossil record. And the kids, they're they're some of the best experts uh, of the public when it comes to new information. Okay, Derek, before we let you go, if it isn't T-Rex, which is the coolest dinosaur right now? 
which is the coolest dinosaur right now? Well, that's very interesting. I, I am, am a big fan of, uh, of the meat-eating dinosaurs, but um, when I was a kid, one of my favorites was Brachiosaurus, one of the long-necked dinosaurs, which also features it in Jurassic Park. So uh, that's it's definitely big. up there in terms of coolest. Yes, it's one of the larger uh, long-necked dinosaurs. Not the largest, but it's pretty big. There you go. Derek, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Great. Thanks for having me.